Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast weekly wrap-up show, episode three. And folks, we got our quarterback. Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for a conditional second-round pick in 2022 that can become a first-round pick if Carson Wentz plays 75% of the snaps or 70% of the snaps and the Colts make the playoffs, along with a 2021 third-round pick. Now that this is over, we can kind of dissect where it went, how it happened. Basically, in my opinion, in the beginning, there were two or three teams involved And the Eagles really, really overextended and tried to get an insane haul for this guy. I I mean, you're hearing players, multiple first-round picks, just stuff that's just not going to happen. And I think the more that this went on, I think you saw teams kind of turn their attention to, to other players. The Colts, I think, basically put what they, you know, what they were willing to trade out on the table and left it there. That's what Chris Ballard does. He he doesn't bend. He's willing to go only so far, and that's it. And I and in the end, I think this is a fair deal for both teams because when you look at Wentz, you're selling extremely low with a high contract. You're you're not gonna get a lot back for somebody that's just coming off one of the worst seasons in recent memory. I mean, he for for a player of his talent. I mean, it was an absolute horror show last year. I mean, I think he threw 15 picks, turned the ball over, fumble. He, I mean, he's got fumble issues. There's a lot of issues with Carson Wentz that I'll get into. But at the end of the day, I think both teams kind of got what they wanted. The Colts got their starting quarterback and a guy with a high ceiling, a guy that's proven he's he can play at a high level. But also, he's got to be fixed. There's, there's no question about it. There's issues with him. If you go back and you watch the film – he holds the ball too long. His mechanics are bad. He he doesn't take care of the football in terms of fumbling. It reminds me a little bit of Jacoby. He fumbles the ball a ton. His interceptions are way up. I mean, he's just there, there's so many things that have to be corrected with him. But if there is anyone that can do that, it is Frank Reich, and that's why they made the trade. You know, you look back to last year, Coach Reich wanted Philip Rivers. Ballard got him Philip Rivers this year. Same deal. You know, Frank Reich wanted Carson Wentz after the whole Matthew Stafford thing, you know, went the way it did. He, he, you know, he went all in on Carson Wentz and Ballard got him Carson Wentz. So Luke and I have both said, you know, they're kind of tied at the hip now, Reich and, and, and Wentz, and they've really kind of been tied at the hip since 2017, really. I mean, that you don't see an offensive coordinator get on the phone with a draft, the number two draft pick very often but you saw that with him when they were when when the Eagles drafted Wentz so these guys have a close relationship but when it comes to coaching and and and, you know football there's no question Frank Reich is going to coach Wentz hard and uh listen this is it I mean I think if anybody's going to get the best out of Wentz it's going to be Reich and so I have no other option as a fan of this team at this point other than to support the deal 
and roll with this kid. And listen, until he proves me otherwise, I said this on the on the show when we when, when we talked about the trade. Until this kid proves otherwise, I'm going to support him, wipe his slate clean. Doesn't matter, good or bad, what he did before this point to me. It's what he does from this point on. So obviously, there's things that have to be corrected, but I feel like the Colts. You know, but really believe they believe they believe that they can fix this guy. They believe this guy's the quarterback of their future. Otherwise, they don't make that trade. Especially when you really consider this is probably. I mean, if everything goes well, you're giving up a first round pick for him. And so, you know, like I said, it's a conditional second. Meaning, you know, if he plays the seventy five percent of the snaps or seventy percent, we make the playoffs. That goes to a first. So, what we're hoping, I think, both teams are hoping is that, well, I'm sure the Eagles are hoping we stink and, you know, he plays 75% of the snaps so they get a high draft pick. But I'll tell you right now, if he stinks, he's not going to play 75% of the snaps. So, um, But I think best case scenario for both teams, Wentz plays really, really well. They get a first-round pick out of it. And, you know, it's a win for both both teams. I think that best trades are the ones that are, that are wins for both teams. You know, obviously – as a Colt fan, you always want to see the Colts win every trade. Uh, I definitely think there's some risk associated with this, but again, like I stated, I just think it comes down to Frank Reich's familiarity with the player, and Ballard trusts him. At this point, I mean, why shouldn't he? I mean, he's really gotten the best out of every quarterback he's ever coached, and I've gone through the the players, but I mean, Rivers had his best seasons under Reich. Um, you know, Foles got one of them a Super Bowl under Reich, played really well. Wentz was an MVP candidate, you know, in 17 with Reich. Obviously, Andrew is, is Andrew Luck, so he's going to play pretty well regardless, but he had a really incredible season with Reich. And then really the only guy that didn't, you know, have, have an above-average season was Jacoby. And there are still people out there that feel like he could be a starting quarterback. So, Reich's done an outstanding job, and I think he's going to do a good job with, with with Wentz again. I just think it's going to take a little bit more time this time around because of what's going on with him in the last couple of years. So patience is a virtue, and you're just going to have to be patient. But I do think you're going to see a big jump in his improvement of play this year. I do think you're going to see him play well. When you look at our team offensively, uh, we've got a strong running game, a top five offensive line. I think we'll have better receivers in the upcoming season. Hopefully, we get Paris Campbell back. Uh, then you got Michael Pittman, Zach Pascal. You know, there's a chance Ty comes back. I expect us to make a run at a free agent wide receiver. So I think there's going to be an upgrade there. Then you go to the tight end spot. You got Jack Doyle, Moali Cox, and maybe Zach Ertz, who I'll talk about here in a second, or a draft pick, or a Hunter Henry, or somebody like that. You just have to, you know, we have to wait, wait and see and let it play out. But I do think the Colts are going to be players in this year's free agency. I think they're they're ready to win now. And uh, I think you're going to see some big moves made. But as far as this trade goes, I think, you know, obviously you can't grade it really right now. You have to see how it plays out. But initially, I wasn't a huge fan of it because of the first round. I just think it's going to end up being a first round pick. But if you weigh that out, Chances are, if he plays more than 75% or 70% or whatever, he's going to have to play some positive level of football, which to me, if you can get in the playoffs and he's playing well, then it's worth it. You know, if you find your quarterback for the next five to seven years or even 10, maybe, you know, then then uh, it's certainly worth it. My biggest issues with Carson, though, are the ones I talked about before, just his mechanics being bad, uh, ball security, 
There's certain throws he's very inaccurate on. And, and really, even if he gets all those things fixed, the injury situation, he seems to get injured a lot. I think Reich is going to really press him on not running so much because that's where injuries happen. And with this offensive line and all that, you don't really need to run. You just need to you know get rid of the ball. So we'll see what happens. But as far as just having this be, be over with now, I'm happy. I'm glad we can move on to other things, you know, throughout the offseason. Obviously, free agency doesn't start till March 17th, but there are guys out there. J.J. Watt was released, and I've been told the Colts are certainly looking at him, you know, just going over film and seeing what, what you know, if, if he's going to fit what we do. Uh, I don't know how interested they are, but I do know that they are interested. I still don't think it's a high level or a high percentage chance that he comes here. I put out a tweet early in the offseason saying I thought the chances that Boward would bring a guy in at his age, you know, at slim to none. I still think I don't know if slim to none is is the right wording, but I still think it's probably, you know, under forty percent. That's not I mean, just I don't I don't think it's a high percentage. But he wants to go to a winning team. There's some people are of the belief he won't go to an AFC South team because of his respect level for Houston. I don't think he cares about anything about that. I think if he Tennessee offers him a ton of money or we offer him a ton of money, he'll go wherever. But um, I still don't think he ends up in Indianapolis. As far as Zach Ertz goes, a lot of talk about Zach Ertz. Uh, maybe trading for him. I, I think the Colts are waiting to see what the Eagles do. I do not think they're going to be willing to give up any more draft capital in this draft. So I don't think they trade for Zach Ertz. I think they wait to see if he's released. And if he's released, I think we have a very good chance of landing him. But I think there's other options out there as well that we could go after. Like I mentioned, Hunter Henry. Uh, John U. Smith is a guy that I like uh, from Tennessee. I think he's got a lot of positive upside but definitely, I mean, maybe we bring Trey Burton back. I thought Trey Burton was good last year. I thought he was he was fine, and, and if nothing else, you bring him back. But as far as Zach Ertz goes, I would not expect the Colts to trade any draft capital for him. I think that's a release-type situation. If he gets released, I think the Colts will be all over him. So there is that. And then just to kind of wrap up the uh, you know trade release-type stuff that I've been hearing a lot, Obviously, we need a left tackle. Baltimore is going to try to trade Orlando Brown, and I just don't think the Colts do it. They're going to want a first-round pick. The Colts already probably aren't going to have a first-round pick next year. Uh, I would rather get a young tackle on a rookie deal than than paying this guy who's really never been a left tackle, left tackle money. I think that's insane. You know, it's It's just not something I think Chris Ballard is going to do. So I know a lot of people have asked me about that about Orlando Brown and do I think I think he's an outstanding football player, but I just don't think Chris Ballard's making that move. He just doesn't have enough film at left tackle, but he wants to be paid like a left tackle, and that's you know that's just not Chris Ballard's modus operandi. I think he's definitely going to either take a tackle at twenty one, or trade back and take a guy early second or late first. Or maybe sign a veteran, you know, Villanueva's out there. Or maybe there's some some cuts from the with the salary cap. We'll, we'll see what happens. But 
I think you're going to see, you know, Chris Ballard maybe not only get a young tackle, but also get maybe a stopgap tackle just to, you know, somebody that can get get us through this season, somebody that, that's got experience and can play. Not somebody that's going to be as good as Costanzo, obviously, but somebody that's going to be good enough. So I would I would say Orlando Brown is probably not going to happen. One thing I talked about earlier in the week was, was Xavier Rhodes. Um, what I've been hearing as far as Xavier Rhodes is, is simple. The Colts and Xavier Rhodes' camp are definitely talking. He is their number one in-house priority. They want to get it done before free agency. Uh, whether that gets done remains to be seen, but they certainly want to bring him back and are working diligently right now to get that done. His agent and the Colts both want – I mean, Xavier and the Colts – they both want to be back in Indianapolis. Xavier loved Indianapolis. He loved playing for Coach Flus. He loved playing in the defense. So he certainly wants to come back for the right price, obviously. And the Colts want him back. Ballard wants him back. He was outstanding last year. He played well. I think he'd be even better in his second year in the defense. So I think that's something that the Colts are working really hard to get done. And I think it'll get done. We've got plenty of money. Uh, and I feel like he's earned the right to come back. So I think the Colts will definitely put a viable offer out there. They're not the, Ballard's not the type of guy to shortchange somebody that he feels like deserves the money. So it's all it's it's all a matter of Zave wants to come back, and you know Ballard wants him to come back. And generally, when you got two parties that want to want the same thing, they find they find the middle ground. They find a way to make it work. So that's the way. I feel about the Xavier Rhodes situation, and I know there's some differing opinions out there, but I do feel like the Colts get this done and get him back in Indianapolis because he was a big part of what we did last year on defense. I mean, he was really, really good. Um, we need some more consistent play on the opposite side of him. Obviously, Rock had a, a rough year. They mixed in Carey, who I know the Colts want to bring back, along with Danico Autry. Those are the three guys that I've heard on defense that the Colts definitely want to bring back. I know they're going to bring back Zach Pascal on offense. And uh, T.Y., I think they're going to kind of let it play out. And I don't know if they're going to bring him back before the free agency starts. I think they're going to kind of let the market set itself and see what the market is for T.Y. Hilton, 31-year-old receiver. So um, a lot of you know a lot of things going on behind the scenes with the Wentz thing playing out. That was really the big story of the week. And you know, I'm just honestly, guys, I'm just happy that's over. That was just not knowing who your quarterback's going to be and and not knowing what the situation is. And you're looking at worst case scenarios. And I was told they were, they were, they were starting to consider Ryan Fitzpatrick. You're looking at all these different scenarios. I'm just glad it got done because I still believe that Carson Wentz has the, the upside and there's a chance, whether it's a small chance or whatever, that he can regain that 2017 form because Frank Reich knows him better than anybody else. And he knows Frank Reich and they have a great relationship so we're going to see what happens. But we're building the team around him so he doesn't have to carry the team. That'll be the biggest difference between Indianapolis and Philadelphia. I feel like in Philadelphia, a lot of times he was asked to carry the team. Indianapolis, he's not going to be asked to do that. There's so going to be so many good playmakers around him and a good defense and a good offensive line. Uh, he's just got to do his thing and manage the, fo- manage the game. Don't turn it over. Don't fumble the ball. Uh, you know, Make the passes when they're there. Make it quick reads and – he should be okay. But again, he's definitely got some things to work on and improve on, and Reich will definitely help him with his mechanics and with you know ball security. All that stuff will be stuff that Reich focuses on in this offseason with, with, with Carson Wentz. The last thing I want to mention before I log off here is uh, the salary cap. 
set at $180 million. So we're still way under the cap, so we'll be able to sign players. Uh, I think you'll see some restructures. You might see some cuts, and we're still going to be way under the cap. So we have the room to go out and attack, you know, positions, whether it's, you know, stopgap offensive tackle or whatever. I do think we are going to be very active in the free agent edge rusher area. I think Ballard is going to you know, really cover all bases when it comes to that. And I think you're going to see him not only just look at the free agents that are out there, but look at the guys that might be released due to the salary cap. And that's a big thing. There's going to be a lot of teams that are over the salary cap or close to over the salary cap that need to re-sign other players that are going to have to release players to get under the salary cap to be able to sign those guys they want to sign meaning in-house guys. So there are going to be edge rushers, wide receivers, players at every position that are released because of this salary cap and because teams are ha- they have to get under it. And so, you know, don't just look at guys that are on the market now. You know, maybe look at some teams that are that are in salary cap hell that have to get rid of players. Look at the Eagles, man. They're probably going to have to, you know, they're probably going to have to release some guys. Who knows who they release? I don't think they'll release somebody like Derek Barnett, who's on a rookie deal. But I mean, there's maybe other guys on that roster that they release that you could look at. I, I, you know, I don't have the roster in front of me or how much they make, but that's just an example of a team that is probably going to be releasing guys. I, for example, Zach Ertz. So look at some of those teams that are that are close to the salary cap and then have players that are free agents that they have to sign, they're going to definitely be cutting some talented players. And that's where the Colts come in. You know, they're going to be, I think they're going to be looking at everything. I know they're super focused on wide receiver, edge rusher, and corner. And if we re-sign Xavier Rhodes, then maybe that takes us out of the corner market. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe they, maybe they want to get another veteran and, and start two vets outside to make their job easier and then, you know, slide rock back a little bit and give him a year to kind of be in a rotation. Marvell Tell comes back next year. You just never know. So there's a lot going on, a lot move, a lot of moving parts. I think you're going to see some players released and cut in the next couple of weeks. And, you know, that's, that's the way the NFL goes. And, you know, I know I've said this a lot, but I really believe this is the year Ballard's really going to, he's, I mean, he's, hell-bent on getting Fluce an edge rusher. He hasn't really had an elite edge rusher other than Houston, who I'd will i say in his first year was pretty elite, but very inconsistent. He, his sacks came in bunches, um, not a lot of pressures per se. So I, I think they're going to look to upgrade that. I, I don't – I mean, I've said this repeatedly, but I don't expect Justin Houston to be back. I was told he wasn't going to be back. Um, I think they're – there are three in-house guys that they're looking at in order of of precedence is Xavier Rhodes, Danico Autry, because they like Danico Autry's flexibility. He can play the three-tech. He can play at defensive end if need be. So he's probably their second in-house guy that they're really focused on. And then TJ Carey, they really like the way that he played, and he shouldn't cost them much to re-sign. I know a lot of people have asked about Al-Qadwee Muhammad. I really don't know anything. I think I think they're looking just to upgrade all all the way around at, at at defensive end. I wouldn't be against bringing him back, but I felt like he kind of slowed down near the end of last year and didn't play nearly as well. So uh, I think they're looking to upgrade the defensive end spot, the edge spot, and so 
you, you, you might or might. I mean, it's 50-50 to me if Al-Qadim Muhammad comes back. I don't think that it's somebody that's going to break the bank, but I just know that Ballard is really focused on upgrading that entire position group from top to bottom and creating more uh, of a... Uh, you know, more co competition between the players. And, and you know, one guy's got definitely got to step up next year is Banigou. He's got to – I mean, he, he really struggled in practice this year. He would, did not practice hard enough or well enough to get on the field. And that's – he's something he's got to improve on. I know Taekwon Lewis went through a similar thing. And uh, so hopefully we'll see a jump from Banigou this year. But that remains to be seen. So lots of stuff going on this week. But the main thing being we trade for Carson Wentz and we get our quarterback – and, you know, I'm happy that that whole, you know, situation is over and done with. We can put that to bed, and now we can start to really build our roster uh, and, and build the team around Carson Wentz. And I'm excited to actually have a quarterback that can move a little bit. You know, we can roll him out. We can run the stretch, play action, all that stuff, RPOs, all that stuff. Things that he's really, you know, been good at in the past. I think you'll see a lot more in this offense. I think we'll be a better red zone offense uh, because of his ability to extend plays, uh, so there's you know there's there's good and bad to Carson Wentz, but again, as far as I'm concerned, I'm going to wipe the slate clean, and uh, you know we'll go from there. I just want to win football games. I don't. I mean, whatever whatever it takes, win football games, get to the playoffs, get to a Super Bowl, and win it. That's what we all want. I hope Carson Wentz is the guy to lead us there. But of course, we just we got to go play, man. It comes down to what we do on what the Colts do on the field, and what Carson Wentz does on the field. So, like I said, anything he's done before this doesn't really matter, good or bad. What matters is what he does with Frank Reich and this team. So, I'm happy to welcome him to Indianapolis. I'm glad he's here. I'm glad we've got a quarterback. And uh, man, this offseason should be interesting. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to talking more Colts football with you guys. We should be back sometime this week with an in-house video, maybe breaking down the in-house free agents, but I'm not sure what day that'll be. But that will definitely be something that we will do this week. And until then, I am going to go ahead and check out here, guys. Appreciate you listening. This has been a really interesting episode because, you know, everything was so quiet and then the once thing hit and and you know everything changed and everything can change in the blink of an eye in this league and everything's always fluid i always say that people hate it but it is everything is fluid in this league so anyway i'm gonna wrap this up thank you guys for listening i hope everyone's doing well lots of snow out there hopefully that's over for a lot of us now but uh we'll be back this week with another video here on the for the culture podcast